If a 10-pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. Hello, this is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than listen to two douchebags in microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy. Gasset, uh, let's see. You don't have to use table salt. Sulfur. You could use like potassium salts or cyanide salts or cyanide mercury salts. salts. Work good. Yeah, mercury salts <laughs> work. <laughs> so, uh, wow. a- a- anyhow, like we're not really opposed to this idea. I'm just no. presenting the story. That's all. Yes. So, anyhow, I'm going to kill you, child molester. Scream, Jorge Porto Sierra, as he poured gasoline on the door of the friendly village inn in Os. Osceola County, Florida, with a cigarette in hand. Oh, oh yeah, that could have really, really went awry <laughs> for him and everybody else. Uh, Porto Sierra continued to dump the flammable fluids all over the premises in hopes of setting the property ablaze and burning the sex offenders inside to death. Wow. As Porto Sierra told police when they arrived on the scene before he could carry out his plan, he intended to barbecue all the child molesters on fire and kill them. Was it like a Nambla weekend at that inn or something? Well, you're getting close. Oh, okay. I'm, close. I'm jumping ahead in the story. Sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. We'll get to it because you hit it pretty close. But with the police on hand to foil his plans, Porto Sierra instead ended up under arrest. Well, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he got special treatment, though. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure the cops weren't too upset. They didn't him. slam him around or nothing. No, I don't think. They're they probably, probably just gave like, him a uh, pillow. They probably gave him instructions on how to get out and all that stuff. So, gave him some hot cocoa to settle his nerves. I would have. I would said, hey, I got your GoFundMe set up already. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyhow, when you get there, tell them this, this, and this, and they'll let you out on your own uh, own signature bond. Yes. <laughs> so police soon confirmed that 50-year-old Porto Sierra was indeed trying to kill four sex offenders. At least, at least two of them um, convicted as such. Yeah. So, I mean, the two convicted, yes. The other two, I mean, that's kind of questionable. Yeah, they probably were when you hear the rest of the story. Yeah. But they don't know for sure, so that's kind of a, you know. By setting their rooms on fire at the Friendly Village Inn and Motel in Kissimmee, uh, Florida, an Osceola County detective said the man admitted his plan, causing him to be charged with four counts of attempted murder. Well, that's a little yeah. bit rougher than I thought. That's going yeah. to be harder to get out of than I thought. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, if a few people, a few innocent people have to die to burn up some child molesters, I'd say that's worth you it. You know, I, that's worth that's it to me, too. That's a fair bargain, and This I guy was willing to take that chance. Yeah. So, I'm saying, leave him alone. You know, maybe they're uh, only prosecuting because he failed to burn them up. That's Maybe what that's, the crime, that's, what, that's the crime. That's what that's the crime. If he was succeeded, he'd get a, a plaque, a medal. Key to the city. Yeah. Street named after him. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, a GoFundMe for him only. Yeah. Uh, not for his uh, legal bills because uh, he had already had a street named after him mm-hmm. and a bronze statue in yeah. front of, uh, uh, I don't know, the Kissimmee. Uh, 
Cougars, which is like a 1A team to uh, um, uh, the Atlanta Falcons or oh, something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the governor could pardon him, set him free. Oh, yeah. You know what? DeSantis is uh, maybe doing a presidential run. Yeah, that might look good for him. Say, hey, we're going to pardon this guy because, you know, he was... He was maybe a little delusional, but he, you know, his heart was in the right place trying to burn up child molesters. We agree with him 100%. Yeah. yeah. So. I think, yeah, I think a governor's pardon would be a good thing here. I think so, too. Good for everyone's political career. Absolutely. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see, where was I? Uh, you charged with four counts of attempted murder. Okay, let's see. Uh, that is okay. pretty harsh. According to police report, a man was standing outside of his room when Porto Sierra jumped out of his car and began screaming at the individual terrified. The man ran back into his room, prompting Porto Sierra to break one of the motel's windows and pour gasoline inside. Mm. Meanwhile, the man and his roommate escaped through the back window, but Porto Sierra's rampage wasn't over yet. So... So the man he first confronted, you know, Father Richard O'Reilly and his young <laughs> altar boy jumped yes. out the back window. <laughs> oh my God, this guy is nuts. Let's get the fuck out of here. So it was a gathering of Catholic priests and he saw a lot of little altar boys in there. So that's what set him off. Did you touch Puerto Sierra's wiener? Why is he so mad? <laughs> oh my gosh, man. He's lighting everything on fire. He looks like Cheech and Chong without the blunt. Oh, man. <laughs> Puerto Sierra then reportedly attacked two other individuals inside a car, drenching the inside of their car with gasoline through an open window. Mm. When deputies arrived on the scene, Sierra surrendered immediately. Sierra was outraged that 20 reported molesters lived in Friendly Village Inn at the time. Good Lord. So that goes back to the NAMLA convention. Basically, it yeah. was. Yeah. So that's... That's so must that must have been housing for all the ice cream truck vendors in the area. <laughs> and Father O'Leary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even though I gave him a uh, Spanish accent, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so the hotel was used for ice cream truck drivers, defrocked priests, and uh, televangelists, which are basically all pedophiles. <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah. Oh, and a couple of congressmen. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. If so, Robert Tilton was still alive, he would have been in there, right? Yeah. So Allegedly. Burn the whole damn thing down. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, why, I guess the only problem... Why do problem... I want four little boys and not one? Because <laughs> I want to make sure you're serious. God needs to know you're serious. So you bring me four of them. I didn't say one. I didn't say two. I didn't say three. I said four. Four! <laughs> Keep the other ones wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Stay fresh. You save them fresh for me. <laughs> and don't touch their booties. That's mine. <laughs> You know, I think about the only thing wrong with, like, torching that whole place to the ground would be the air pollution that would create. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. yeah that's, that would that's, be the worst part of yeah, it. Yeah, so I think tent the whole thing like you're spraying for termites and then just don't let anyone outside. Just, you know, tent the thing, yeah. spray in the termite poison. That sounds great. Pedophile poison. Yeah, make them eat a little asbestos uh, ahead yeah. of time. Like, you know, like they did on Breaking Bad where they tent the houses for yeah. bugs and then yeah. put their meth inside. They just yeah. tent the hotel, whole entire hotel, and you know, spray in the chemical that rubs out those pesky pedophiles. And <laughs> <laughs> go and sweep up afterwards. You know, that sounds good. Yeah. Do, do you want to do a fun-loving story here, real quick? Let's this is do a fun-loving. Then we yes. can go into something else. That's kind of heavy, even though we made fun of. Yes. Madison, Wisconsin, uh, Associated Press. 
The city of Luck, Wisconsin is living up to its namesake. WISN-TV reported Thursday that someone bought a 15.1 million megabucks winning ticket at Wayne's Food Plus grocery store in northwestern Wisconsin City. Nice. Yeah. So someone in Luck, Wisconsin... Had some luck. Yeah, had some luck. The winning numbers were 4, 6, 12, 17, 27, and 28. It's the largest megabucks jackpot won since 22 million jackpot back in 2015, but was not sold in Luck, Wisconsin. Huh. Wayne's Food Plus store manager Paul Wandra says the ticket buyer truly got lucky in Luck, Wisconsin. The Wisconsin's only game has drawings on Wednesdays and Fridays. Mm. So there you go. He's probably the richest person in Luck, Wisconsin right now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he's giving the whole town dentistry. (laughs) (laughs) But that's remained to be seen. Yep. So you had a couple of subjects that peaked with a cue, my interest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was uh, learning some information about uh, Steve McQueen uh, this morning. Love Steve McQueen. Yeah. Great actor. Um, real tough guy image. Um, watch the Dow of Steve, T-A-O. The Dow of Steve. When you get a chance. That okay. movie is about Steve McQueen and how every man needs to be like Steve McQueen. Yeah. So. Be Steve. Go ahead. Um, interesting origin to Steve. He was born in 1930 in Indiana, uh, and his mom was a hooker. That, that's how they showed, they said it, on, said it on the show, his mom was a hooker. <laughs> Someone has to do it. Come on, guys. Yeah, it's the oldest profession. Um, yeah, I don't want to go give my asshole up for, you know, yeah. I mean, I know you don't either, so yeah. someone's got to, like, give up something for it, right? Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Steve McQueen's mom, for doing that service. <laughs> yeah, and Charlie Manson's mom. Oh, oh he, that's right, I forgot about <laughs> yes. that. No wonder he was so... <laughs> yeah, apparently Charlie Manson was born on the table at a, at a soup kitchen, and his mom immediately left him there and went out to turn another trick. Wow. Still bloody from childbirth. Oh. Ew. oh, I guess the and guys, guys that would buy that. Yes. Anyway, Steve McQueen. Um, Still dilated, so you get a discount. <laughs> he uh, he actually grew up in pretty tough times. Um, he was in and out of gangs. He was uh, robbing stores. He was sent to a boys' town and kept escaping. Uh, his mom kept bringing home loser boyfriends that would beat him. So he really was as tough as he looked on screen. Um, and part of his persona was, you know, he's, he's cool, he's aloof, he doesn't, you know, doesn't care what you say, and, and he's got this tough guy stare. But those came from uh, loss of hearing in his left ear from a childhood oh, wow. injury or illness. Um, if, he, if you'd say something to him and he'd just walk away, it's because he didn't hear you, not because he was cool. <laughs> And when he gave you that tough but guy... But he, st- he got that tough guy thing he because yeah, people he, thought he was just like, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, they didn't know. Yeah. And then he'd give you that tough guy stare, but it's because he couldn't hear you and he was concentrating on what you were saying. But it looked like he was giving you a hard, piercing stare. Like, you better tell me the freaking truth, man. So that worked out well for him. And then his first movie was The Blob, <laughs> which was awful. <laughs> and then he did, like, The Great Escape and uh, Bullet and uh, Papillon and just all sorts of cool movies. But uh, he also did a stint in, I believe, the Marines. And uh, he kept getting in trouble in the Marines, too. And he was, uh, one of his punishments was 
go down into the hole of the ship and strip the old insulation from these pipes. And all that old insulation is full of asbestos. And he spent six months down there breathing in asbestos fibers. And oh, man. that was the cancer that eventually showed up in late in life was mesothelioma. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the asbestos coupled with him smoking so much. He had a two-pack-a-day habit, drank a lot, etc. So when he was diagnosed with the mesothelioma, it was in both lungs and uh, was spreading up to his bones. And he decided to just completely ignore it. He didn't want chemo, no way he was allowing any kind of surgery, no radiation, nothing. He's like, nah. So he just ignored it for a few years and it just grew and grew and grew. And finally, when it was you know physically starting to kill him, he went down to Mexico and accepted a lot of uh, unoff- uh, illegal treatments, illegal in the U.S., kind of experimental. None of it really did any good and he wanted surgery to remove the large tumors in his belly because he had a, a big, huge belly like he was pregnant, like, like he was six months pregnant, but it was all tumor. Uh-huh. So they opened him up and they removed as much tumor as they could. They got about, they said about four pounds of tumor out. But wow. they also took out parts of his liver, lung, intestine. You know, I mean, just all these parts of his, all, all of his organs were compromised. And like 12 hours after the surgery, he died of pneumonia. Yep. So, should've 50 never years went, old. Yeah. Should have never went there. He should have started treating his cancer when it was first diagnosed. He probably had a fairly decent chance of survival. But by letting it get, get as far as advanced as he did, and then deciding to fight, it was a hopeless case. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Are you always such an idiot, or do you just show off when I'm around? And now, a brand new feature, Strange Insults from an Alien. May your mother come to talk to you, and then leave your door slightly ajar, so that you may have to get up and close it at that point and all he did was spend the last few years of his life in hospital. Wow. Yeah, so bummer. Yeah, that is a bummer. Yeah. yeah, that's too bad. I'm looking for a story here I wrote out yesterday and I'm trying to find it. I hope I didn't lose it. But basically there is this online entity that is called if I can remember correctly, the American, the, damn it, I gotta read this, it's, it's an online dictionary, urban dictionary. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, let me see if I can find this, gosh, I hope so. All right. Because, um, the American Urban Dictionary... Um, was pissed off. It's different than the Urban Dictionary. It's called something like the American Urban Dictionary online. And it's a certain group that puts it out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They claim to have come up with the word the Contemporary. The Contemporary American Urban Dictionary online is mad because they say they invented the word Swagger Jacker 
and then afterwards, Swagger Stomper, because people were using the word wrong, so they came up with a word to the way everyone was using the word wrong, uh-huh. they changed it to Swagger Stomper, and they're two different words. And they're madder than hell. I'm just ad-libbing this because I can't find my actual story. Oh, yeah, because one means one thing. Yes. And people were using it wrong, so they came up with a word that was supposed to be for what they meant. And people were still getting it wrong, wrong. and they're outraged. (laughs) They want the world to know that Swagger Jacker is like, let's say um, Steve has a brand new truck, Mm -hmm. okay? And I'm ad-libbing this, okay? And this yeah. is just like, just brushing, fine brushing. Okay. Yeah. Then um, Jack comes up with a brand new sports car and still Steve's Thunder. Yeah. That is Swagger Jacking. Like, okay. uh, um, you're hijacking his you're, swagger. You're hijacking his swagger yeah. and bringing all the attention to you. Yeah. Swagger stomping is, is when Steve... Uh, accomplishes something and gets a medal and you walk up with a bigger award and and stomp his or you discredit it. No, yeah. no, no. You discredit You crap over you, you crap take on his shit on all his yeah. stuff. Okay. And that's swagger stomping. And they're outraged that people are not learning the word correctly and using it incorrectly and they want everyone <laughs> to know that they're using the word incorrectly and they want you to stop. So they make up a word and then insist yes. people are using this made-up word wrong. Yeah. Okay, and they it's a made-up word. They expect you to know what this no made-up word means, and then they expect you to actually like take the time to go look at both. Oh man. To both, um, you know, um, descriptions of the word and to use them right. As if we owe them something. Yes. <laughs> Well, first of all, if you make up a word, then it has no meaning except for whatever meaning people assign to it. You know, I'm going to make up a word, <laughs> and it's going to be swagger jacking, and then it's going to be a completely different um, definition. Because the word's not really a word yet, is it? No. The American Contemporary Urban Dictionary, I don't think is recognized as a Webster, is it? Hey, we can start the American Suburban White Guy Dictionary and make up all sorts of stupid words and insist they have certain meanings and then wave our tiny little fists when people get them wrong. Exactly what I'm and saying. And we'll just be as pathetic as these people. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm God. saying. Do they, do they realize how it is that language has evolved in the first place, where people take a word and give it a new meaning, or they take a word and start mispronouncing it and it becomes a new word? And Don't they realize that's how languages change over time? Yeah, because Swagger Jacking <laughs> will actually probably in 10 years be something completely different. Oh, yeah. You like take a look. Swagger Jerking or Swag yeah. Snapping or something, you know? I mean, take a look at any 90s movie and all the all the buzzwords and catchphrases and cool sayings that are in that and everyone just rolls their eyes at now. Yeah. And here they are. They want their little, you know, five seconds of fame with their oh, made-up words. It. That's it. Yeah. You're right. Okay, Swag Snapping. It means the same thing as swagger jacking. Okay, oh, swag, swag snapping. That's my that's word. That's what they get. Okay, yeah, swag that's snapping. my word. Okay. Yes. So um, I'm coming up with that word. So swag snapping is that word. So the next time we have a helicopter circling overhead, it's probably the New American Urban Dictionary people who are pissed off that we're, yes. we're swag jacking their swag snapping word. Or yes, vice that's right. Versa or we swag jack their swag <laughs> with swag snapping. That's the perfect thing to do. We swagger jack. We'll do exactly what they're angry we, about. Yeah, we, we swag snap swagger jack. <laughs> 
can this get any more ridiculous? No. No, it cannot. And that's the whole point of it. Uh, what's next for them? A hunger strike or possibly we a can sit-in? Only, we can or, only hope. Yeah. We can only hope a hunger strike. They'll last more than the time allotted for you to die. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing a photograph of John Lennon and Yoko Ono in the midst of their, what was it, like 68 or 69 or whenever they were having that, that sit-in in their bed. Oh, their yeah, yeah, bed yeah. Until the until bed-in or whatever yeah. they call it, yeah. And this, this photograph was the two of them standing beside the bed in their robes while their maid changed the sheets. <laughs> that tells you, you all you relate. need to... Yeah, that tells you all you need to know about John Lennon and Yoko Ono. You want to not relate to the public? Do that. <laughs> Have your maid come in and change the sheets so you can continue your protest and great hygiene. And then, and then that everybody <laughs> that accused Yoko Ono of breaking up the Beatles. Isn't that funny, though, uh, what you said? They um, just, um, I mean, every, she was awful. She was a horrible musician. She was yeah. a bad person. But John Lennon was co-conspirator to all of this. Yes. John so Lennon didn't hero. like Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why John Lennon snuck all That's his references Paul McCartney in there about had the Paul McCartney assassin. being dead. That's why Paul McCartney hired the assassin to kill his rival. No, yeah. just kidding. See, Lennon was upset because it was the fake Paul McCartney that was getting That's all the right. money and the fame yeah, and recognition. Yeah. And John, he, John Lennon was carrying the Beatles He signed the secret contract to where he couldn't tell. Yeah, because it was the fake Paul McCartney after the real Paul McCartney died in that car crash. Yes, yeah. And then, but, but the fake Paul McCartney... Paul McCartney had the same talent as the real one. It was so weird. They picked, I know, they picked the exact right person that looked just like him. He could play the bass just the same way. He could sing just the same yeah. way. And write songs the same <laughs> way. How brilliant. How brilliant. Uh, <laughs> it is awful fun to it's oh, it's awful a, fun to think that. Oh, I love talking about, you know, the the imposter Paul McCartney or the fake moon landings. I mean, it's, it's fun to talk about. Yeah. And, but it's even more fun when you make up your mind that you don't care what you believe. You're just going to have fun talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need a resolution to these questions. I just want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've got something to pose for you here. Okay. okay. All right. You're God, okay? And you're deciding what songs play in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. The one I want to know is Stairway to Heaven. Can you play that because of the back masking? Or do you have to take the back masking out? and play the condensed version. You know, I'd say because of the, Or do you uh, play it at all because it once had back masks? I, I think you would have to reject Stairway to Heaven because Jimmy Page was into so much satanic stuff Yeah. that anything he wrote probably shouldn't be played in heaven. <laughs> and if you want to know what we're talking about, all this stuff is really easy to do now. You don't have to destroy your records anymore. Oh, yeah. You can look it up online. You used to have to Famous back put it on there and use your finger to run the record backwards. Yeah, and you'd have to do it at the right speed, too. Because Rip up go, your record <laughs> and your <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so easy now to just run it backwards on a computer. Yeah, and isolate it, out tracks, and yeah. it goes at the right speed so you can hear exactly what it said. But I also warn you and caution you: our language backwards is a lot of French, a lot of German, a lot of you know. So some of it's not coincidence because of what is said. Like the Pink Floyd stuff is like, congratulations, you caught us. Yeah. <laughs> There's an ELO song where the backward voice says, Time is reverse. No, music is reverse- reversible, but time, but time is, is not. not. Turn, turn back, back, turn, turn back. back. And yeah. so that was obviously one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing is our brains are 
designed to find patterns and meaning mm -hmm. in everything. Well, so when like, we uh, hear someone speaking, we try to make sense of it, regardless of what the language is. So if it's English backwards, we're going to try to find meaning and hear words in it. So yeah. we're listening for something to make sense, and we're going to find it, whether it's yeah, there Yeah, you're going to find it whether it is or not. Yeah. You're right. Um, yeah. Uh, the, um, let's see. The hemi-sync and all the patterns and stuff are all used in commercials mm -hmm. to sell products. Yeah. Um, there's different um, numerals. There's different sequences that they put in all this. Mm -hmm. And it is all part of, uh, I believe it's called hemi-sync. Where your mind, your subconscious mind identifies with it and picks it up. Yeah. Even though you consciously don't know anything about it. No, you didn't see it, you didn't sense it, but your brain saw it. Part of your brain saw it, yeah. but it's not telling the conscious part of your brain that you saw it. But it does start affecting your behavior. Yes. A way to test this is when a commercial comes on, close your eyes and don't look at the video and see how you feel about it. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. then try it again, watching it, see if you feel the same you know, way I've about it. I've done that, like going to sleep, and I hear like a commercial that I've heard a long time. Mm -hmm. When you have your eyes closed, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it's, it's a lot like, of random weird noises and strangeness, but when you look at it, it, it all falls into place perfectly. Yeah. And then con conversely, if you turn the sound off for commercial and just see the video, you can still get most of the message. Yes. It's designed to be a visually absorbed. So when you're not looking at the screen, they're not getting their message through as well. Which is why they put things into commercial to get your attention and get you to look. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it works because I find myself you know, looking up at the screen occasionally. And it's because something has given me that message. Hey, look. And I'm instinctively reacting. Because I have no intention of looking at the screen. But all of a sudden, there I am looking at the screen again. Well, it's sending me a message. Yeah. yeah. And that sounds like a conspiracy theory, but when it starts happening to thousands of people at the same time and they can yeah. test it and show it that's yeah. happening with brain scans, yeah, it's real. No, it's true. Someone brought up the uh, the other day, uh, one of my wife's co-workers was complaining that you know she had the TV on in the front room and was in the kitchen, and she could barely hear her show. But when the commercials came on, she could hear everything. Yep. Um, so people have complained for a while that commercials are louder than this program. And what they can legally and uh, truthfully say is that the commercials are not louder than the program. Now that is true, but only in the sense that the highest volume during the program is also the highest volume during the commercial. That's how they get around it. That's how they get around it. But the fact is, during the show, the volume goes up, down, up, down, up, down. In the commercial, it goes up to the peak and stays there. Well, the it's dead, always the dead, making the, the maximum dead people laughing is always louder, if yeah. you notice. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, since we mentioned that on the podcast, I've seen three articles on my phone about that. How it's, when you're listening to a laugh track, you're listening to dead people laughing. Gay midget porn, gay midget porn, gay midget porn. Google image search, gay midget porn. Oh, that was it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what is your phone doing right now? Oh, even though our phone got it. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't care. You do. Hey, Alexa, play the dead Kennedys. <laughs> what's your phone doing? What's, hey, your, what's Alexa, your smart speaker doing now? Hey, Alexa, play K-Polk. <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys are screwed now. Yep. <laughs> I cannot believe that thing is still in existence. Yep. This is like 90. No, it's probably 2000. No, it had to be 2000s because it's a smartphone. Yeah. Well, there's. Uh, I've heard that there is a lot of satanic backmasking in polka music. Yeah. Oh, that's without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what got the Nazis started. Is they oh, listened yeah. to way yeah. too much polka music. Yeah. With a lot of satanic and back-masking. the one too. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the thing about polka. It's it's in two four. One two. One two. One two. One two. Yeah. Yeah. The brain is just not designed to handle two four music. It's no, just, no, no, no. What it does wrong. is it corrupts your brain and yep. makes evil thoughts come into it. And that's where the Third yeah. Reich came about. Is they were all whacked out on this crazy, insane music, and it just destroyed about their brains. People wanting to slaughter their family after listening mm-hmm. to polka music. It happens all the time. Have you never noticed that no polka fan has ever been elected president? Well, there's a reason, yeah, yeah. and that's because it clouded their brains so bad yeah. to where they can't. Well, well, actually, you know, you think it'd be the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So it clouds your brain. You think they want to. Uh, and you never see you never see an old person who likes polka. You oh, may no. think you do, but they're actually young people who are prematurely aged by the. By yes. I, oh, I saw that article too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they look out. like they're ninety, but they're actually a thirty-two-year-old. The Bureau old. of Science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They came yeah. out with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, polka music's legal, so I guess if you want to listen to it, yeah. destroy your brain. Go ahead. Yep. Hello, hello, hello. I'm going to adjust the uh, gain here a little bit. All right. Are we on? We are on. Two douchebags. One microphone. We are back, even though you probably didn't know it because we <laughs> actually shut this bitch down while I went and... Uh, you know, it's really interesting when we do that. You don't hear it at all. It's just like, click, you know, we're gone for, for like oh, I know. an it's, hour, three days, whatever, and it's like we never left. Yeah. yeah, so actually I didn't even have to say anything. Yeah, we uh, just love manipulating you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I'll probably just cut this out just so you don't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. This is our own version of Hemisync. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why should they have all the fun? That's right. <laughs> so that's what we're here for. Another thing I would like to remind everybody, yes. if you have something that you want us to explore or go in depth to or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're really gaining a lot of traction here lately. A yeah. lot of traction. Numbers are way up. We're getting feedback from a lot of different people. So if you have a, a subject you want us to cover, look into, write about, express our opinions, feel free to send us a message to yeah. douchebagsandmicrophone.net. Yeah. Mark, Chris, uh, Topher, either one, uh, whoever you want to send, or send one to both of us. Like I said, yeah. you tell me I suck, that's fine. You want yeah. to tell Topher he sucks, that's fine. You want to tell <laughs> us both know, we both suck, yeah. that's fine. So. Yeah, we love the feedback. A friend of mine, as we said, Ed, gave us some I love criticism. That feedback. Yeah, that was awesome. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. I don't care if it's either MFing, it's fine. <laughs> yes. If you feel that compelled to MF us, that means we done something right. <laughs> we at least got your attention. Yeah. yeah, if you don't have the biters, you're not doing something right. Yep. So, <laughs> anyhow, Christopher, or Topher, I'm sorry. Uh, Either you, way is fine. Yeah. Uh, just okay. don't, just please nobody call me Chris. Well, I I really like the name Topher, so I'm I trying to go with that more. It's, yeah, I, I find if I introduce myself as Christopher, they'll automatically start calling me Chris, which is a perfectly fine name. It's just not my name. 
You're not so, a Chris. I yeah. still stick yeah. to that. You do not look like a Chris. Yeah. So if I introduce myself as Topher, that just cuts cuts to it, and I think now you're Topher. a Topher. Yeah. Or a Christopher, that's fine. But yeah. you are not a Chris. My just... wife calls me Christopher. If you know, she hardly ever uses my name. It's always you know, hey you or yeah, yeah. same here too. <laughs> no, my wife is very nice. Yeah. Same um, here. But no, I came his, up. His wife is very nice. She's yes. a very sweet lady. Actually, you knew her before I did. So. Well, now that's not true. I met her in seventh grade. So. Oh, okay. So yeah. all right. Yeah, sure. Hey, we're getting a picture. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want to talk for a minute, come on down. Yeah. Of course, we're probably gonna break your camera, but. Uh... <laughs> you got anything you want to say? No. Oh, okay. That's okay. Today. All right. <laughs> Do you do things in a microphone? That's yes. us. What do you guys want to talk about? Anything? Anything. Just about anything. Doesn't matter. Just about anything. Recent episodes, we talked about NFL and Damar Hamlin. We talked about politics, music, yeah. food, yeah. social culture, yeah. food, Facebook, everything. We talked about anything. whatever. Yeah. Every, every uh, Saturday? No. Okay. We, uh, we come out here usually on Mondays or Tuesday mornings and sit here for like three hours and do a podcast. Yeah. You're live? Um, no, we're, we're recording, and then we, we post it later. Usually uh, our shows come out like Wednesday and Saturday or Wednesday and Friday or something like that. Yeah. takes a couple of days to edit. We're edit up to it season it. three already. I'll yeah. you guys up then. Okay, good. Yeah, please so, uh, do. Starting up. Actually, uh... Yeah, I'll look you guys up. All right. I'm on the journey myself, so. All right. Yeah, we uh, we do some remotes, too. We've been to Nashville. We've been to Omaha. We yeah. went out and did a remote in the Missouri River once. Yeah. So we have fun with it. Good. So uh, in the next uh, for the next four weeks, I'm, I'm doing a, a, an intensive uh, cooking school in my house. Nice. Uh, do you want to promote it right here? I'm, I'm, I'm participating. I'm, I'm a participant. So the chef's in Denver, but uh, we're doing it all by Zoom. There's three students. Sweet. And oh, that's excellent. Four hours a day, five days a week for four weeks. Oh, nice. In the kitchen there. So maybe you guys might want to come have have a... Uh, have a dinner on me. Oh, that'd be cool. That's right. Yeah, I can cook because I'll cook a whole meal during the four hours. Awesome. And it'll be, it'll be enough for six people. That sounds pretty cool. Sounds like great. That, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys can do your podcast from there from the house. I like that, that idea. That sounds great. Uh, and when is this? I start Monday, but give me a, give me a few days weeks. to get going so I know the routine of how yeah. we're doing it and what. And then I'll look at the menu of what we're going to be cooking. I know for four weeks everything we're going to be cooking for four weeks every day. Yeah, okay. I'm going to the menu and see something. It's a vegan. It's a vegan cooking class. Well, that's good. Cool. Cool. I can't do dairy, so that'll help me out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we don't do dairy at all at our house, and we we're not gluten free. But my wife, you know, she usually doesn't eat gluten. She's, well, that's cool. She's not celiac or anything, but she tries to stick with gluten. Yeah. That's yeah. excellent. Uh, we can get uh, we can uh, you can get a hold of us to douchebagsandmicrophone.net. Okay. Send us an email and we'll reply right. to it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And our podcast is on you know lots of services: Amazon, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, uh, iTunes. If you can find us on there, iTunes has a weird way of doing things. You have to leave reviews and there's and there's different tiers and all this stuff. Are you, are you on uh, Spotify or yes yes. Yeah, okay, we need to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you can find us on there my pretty a, easily. My wife's a ballroom dancer. No, really? Oh, cool. Dancer. Yeah, she's actually a teacher here in town. Okay, uh, cool. That yeah. is very cool. Yeah. She's probably trained somebody who's been on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. She knows people who's been on Dancing with the Stars. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. She was a national. She danced nationally. She danced a champion back in the 90s. Sweet. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. yeah right here in Kansas City. Really? Yeah. 
Wow, what's your name? Tom Salter. Tom Salter, I'm Mark Wallace. I'm Mark half Wallace. of the Dish Cooper Trades. Kimner. Uh, yeah, my wife's name is Mary Penizzotto. What is it? Mary Penizzotto. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Okay. Maybe she'd want to talk about what she does on the podcast. Yeah, she's doing a lot of stuff right now. She's uh, she's uh, becoming a hypnotherapist too. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Wow. She's probably got some cool stories of both yeah. entertainment and other. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe you guys can have her on. Or something. Sure, yeah, we love it. Maybe she could tip the, uh, hypnotize our audience to listening more. Yeah. <laughs> she might be able to. Yeah, I can give you her, her stuff and you can look her up. Yeah. Yes, please do. Let me write that color right there. Down there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we do this podcast down here. Yeah, the most interesting people walk by us. Fun down stuff here. happens. Yeah. It's really neat to have the ability to have different people just walk up and express their opinions. I mean, to me, this is true free speech. This is true, uh, the truest form of radio you can get. Or podcasting. Live tape delayed. <laughs> well, yeah. We have very little editing. In we, the end. we just edit to put stupid little bits in. That's yeah. all we edit for. Everything else pretty much stays in. We pretty, Yeah, we don't take anything out. Yeah. I used to worry about in the early days of podcast. Oh, I'll cut that out. Yeah. Very much contact information. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. We'll be in touch. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Shoot me an email and I'll see if I can find you guys. All right. Yeah. Send us a message. We'll figure everything out. Okay. Thank you. Have a great night. All right. Got another guest lined up. Yeah, this is maybe great. Maybe two. Yeah, maybe two. we'll get a free meal out of it. You can't beat that with a stick. No. That's great. Yeah. So... Well, I had something that I'd written down is uh, I'd come up with a list of things that our government doesn't want us to think about, and I thought we could talk about them as we go. I'm going to put on my second set of eyeballs for this one because I can't read my own handwriting. All right, things the government doesn't want you to think about. First one is going to be uh, all elected officials work for all of us, even if we didn't Oh, my God. That is the most glaringly obvious how they speak to you. Mm-hmm. What they do and what they say they're going to do and don't do. Yeah. They work so for us. They can lie huh? over and over and over repeatedly and still get people to believe them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like um, whenever someone has full control of Congress, let's yeah. say they just get elected and it takes two years for, you know, I believe Trump did and I think Biden might have, you mm-hmm. know, for a little bit. And then they go, we can't get anything done. Yes. <laughs> they don't want to get anything done. Yeah. It's a lie. Yeah. It was a lie from day one, and then they ad-lib everything they say ever since. Yeah. They, they do or say whatever they need to get elected, and then holding on to that position is the most important thing in their life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they point fingers at everybody else. I tried. I tried all I could. Yeah. I'm just offended by the way people do, you know. And... Real, they work with each other, so they each get these you know, moments that they can show back home to get reelected. Yeah, they all not. work in collusion, so each one gets a chance to have their heart felt. I tried, and I'm trying to represent you. Send me back for another four years so I can try some more. Yeah, <laughs> it was just I remember after Hurricane Katrina, the governor of uh, of Louisiana got on uh, national broadcast and started crying. 
say blame the national for not doing anything. Yeah. And then a few years later, it's traced back, and he was the most corrupt guy ever. Yeah. And he didn't have anything done because he's too busy taking money. But he was on there crying, televangelist style. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Swagger. I'm sad. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. One of the reasons I brought They're this up... They're all about the same. My sister used to say, if you don't vote, then you have no right to complain about the politicians. Bullshit. Yeah, absolutely bullshit. Because they work for all of us whether we voted for them or not. Maybe we voted for their opponent, maybe we didn't vote at all, but they still work for us and we still get to express exactly. our Exactly. We pay our taxes, so therefore yeah. you have a right to say whatever the fuck you want about and, it and feel like you want about it. And even people who don't pay taxes, like say you're you know, 20 years old, so you're old enough to vote, but you don't work, you have no yeah, income because your parents take care that. of it. That yeah. was just a good point that I thought yeah. I'd throw up. Yeah. So everybody, they work for everybody. Not just the ones who voted for them, but they are here to serve all of us. Theoretically. But, but they don't want you to know that. No. They'd rather you not think about the fact that they are supposed to work for us, all of us, whether or not we like them or not. I agree. And the second one I came up with is we are the politicians' bosses. They work for us. We are their employers. They are our employees. We gave them the job. We can take it away. This is how employee-employer relationships work all across the country. So they are not VIPs. You know, President Biden, Senator whoever, Congressman whoever, they're not VIPs. They're not celebrities. They're not, you know, elites. We have every right to treat them like workers who work for us. Well, they should be treated like that, and yeah. they should be held accountable. Like, if I go to work and don't do anything... You can damn well bet they're going to get on my ass. Uh-huh. How come it's not the same with the representatives and congressmen that, the way I, mm-hmm. that we hire? Now, here's a way that they, they falsify their status to the rest of us. Is we see bodyguards, extensive security, big limos, and we think celebrity. But for them, that's protection, and it's way more than they need. But they pile on the protection because that gives the illusion that they're way more important. It also gives the illusion that they have higher status, that they are important enough that someone's willing to spend all the money for their big security and their flashy limos and the nine black SUVs. That's right. All of it is designed to make you think they are better than you. And you better do what they say because they know more. No, they're still our employee. They go to work. We pay them. We hired them. We can fire them. Some of this uh, elitism and, and uh, social status came from the motherland, England. Yeah. Uh-huh. They still have the king and queen and all that over yeah. there. Yeah, American politicians want to be treated like royalty. Yes. And they play into that very they heavily. They play into that very yes. much. But they, they will reject and deny any implication that they work for us, except when it's election time. Oh, I'm here working hard for you, and I want to do you know what you want me to do for you. But as soon as the election is over, all that's gone, and they're back to being, I'm elite, and I don't even talk to the people from back home. That's right, yep. You know, Try to talk to your elected representatives, and you'll find that they're virtually impossible to get a hold of unless you're rich. Exactly. You know, if you're rich and influential, they've got time for you. Their master is money. Yep. Yep. They work for us, but they're doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. 
and it's okay to treat them like that. If you owned a business and your employees were just there for the paycheck and didn't give a crap about anything else, it's okay to treat them like that. You don't have to buy them donuts every Friday because yeah. they don't care. They're just there for the money. Yeah. So pay them and let them go. We need to treat politicians the same way. They're there for the money, so if they're doing a good job, just pay them, let them go, okay. and don't pay any attention to them. We should probably take this away. The guy left all his information on here, phone oh. number. Yeah, let's just <laughs> laying on the under. table where people can read it. There they're we probably going to think that's us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, when we're tired of our employees, we get to fire them. And we That's don't right. owe them a thing afterwards. We don't need to put them no. on talk shows. We don't need to put them on dancing stars. And we don't need stars. to pay for all their security and yeah. their housing and food and all that. No. And you know what? If they were such a piece of shit during their time in office that they need continued security, then that's all the more reason to deny them the security. Exactly. Go live on. Go do it on your own because you did everything else on your own. Now, now some people will have sensitive classified information that they can't just automatically forget, and those are the people you want to protect so they don't get kidnapped, exploited, or whatever. But like the governor of Alabama, when he's out of office, who gives a crap about him? No. I guarantee Why you. Why give him a pension this type of house? People that hate him don't care enough about him to go kill him. No. no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck when this When his term's over and he's out of office, he just goes back to being a regular guy or gal yeah. like anybody else. You want to see some of them change their tune about running for public office? Do that. Take away their lifetime benefits. A little bit of fear. Mm. A little bit of fear might go a long way. Yeah. It's like, if I do all this and I don't have any protection afterwards, yeah. I don't know. I was mentioning earlier, um, it, 20, 30 years ago, there was a, a spate of uh, shootings at postal facilities, and that gave rise to the expression, going postal. Um, <laughs> Which is still used today, It is still used today, and you know, there's shootings in other places other than postal facilities, but and during the 90s, there were a lot of shootings, and you know, people would wind up dead. But I noticed that the bosses would get a whole lot nicer right after a big shooting at some postal facility <laughs> because it would put the fear of God in them. Exactly. <laughs> Hang on a minute. They're, okay. I got something here. But yeah, they were Who born. coined the term going postal? According to Ginger Software, the first recorded use was in an article by Carl Vick's Violence at Work Tied to Loss of Esteem. Published on December 17, 1993, in the 93. St. Petersburg Times, yeah. the symposium was sponsored by the U.S. Postal Service, which has been so many outbursts that in some circles excessive stress is known as going postal. Yep. I always wondered that, so yep. now we know. There was even a video game called Postal. I had it. Super you, violent. You shot you, pregnant women, they, yeah. they fell on the ground and said, oh, my baby. Uh -huh. and, and one guy going, I'm blind, I can't see. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I, I still have it somewhere. <laughs> That's probably a collector's item now. It probably well, it went for nothing on eBay. Yeah. I told the guy at work, he, he looked it up and goes, "Yeah, like fucking twenty bucks." Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the reason is because you can get it online if you really want to. Oh, that's, People that's have true. them. Yeah. yeah. But so, uh, what were we talking about? Um, oh, uh, government. What they want you to know. What oh, they yeah. don't want okay. you to know. So let's see what's next. Uh, here's a good one. The government needs our permission to do anything, everything, whatever they want to do, they need our permission first, mm -hmm. always. There's no exception to that. They want you to think that they don't. Yeah, they want you to think that they can make up their mind and operate independently of us, but that's wrong. 
Yeah. It's always been wrong, and it'll always be wrong. As long as the Constitution's in place, they need our permission for everything. That's right. Now, some things we've given them permission in advance, like, hey, government, you can set up a federal bureau of investigation to investigate crimes, and we'll allow you to have these powers and go do it. So they don't need our constant... You know, they don't really have to check with us every day and say, can we still do this? Because we've yeah. given them permission for some things. You know, Hey, government, we'll let you build an interstate system, and we'll fund it. You know, We gave them permission to do that. Mm -hmm. Everything they do, we give them permission to do. That's true. And if they are doing something we don't want them to do, we can take permission away. We can't. We can say, no, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Now, that is the last thing they want the government, the public to know is that we are really in charge and we can tell yeah. them no anytime we want to and That's we right. can make it stick we can we absolutely have that power yep we just have to get together and exercise it yeah. and they also have to tell us about everything they're doing that's required now we've given them a pass on some things that have to do with you know national security or you know, protection of citizens or whatever. But everything else, they have to tell us. And that's where government gets into a shitload of trouble is they hide things from us. Because we're their bosses. They work for us. They're supposed to report to us. If they're going down to Nicaragua and selling arms to somebody, they have to tell us. <coughs> but they didn't tell us, and that's why all over North got in trouble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you see, they have to get our permission. They have to let us know what's going on, but they don't. And we don't call them on it often enough. Yeah, I agree, 100%. And here's, here's another one that's a, a very important thing, and this is one they will not tell you in, in public school, is the Constitution of the United States doesn't have anything to do with what we're allowed to do. We can do anything. The Constitution is what we will allow the government to do in our name. And if it's not in the Constitution, they don't get to do it. If it's in the Constitution, they have to do it. That's what the Constitution is. It's a list of what the government is allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. It has nothing to do with restricting our rights or freedoms. Now, the first ten amendments in the Constitution are called the Bill of Rights. And that, that's like, you know, freedom of speech, you know, freedom from unlawful search and seizure, freedom of the press, that kind of thing. But those are not granting us those rights. Those are affirming that those are our rights, always have been, always will be, and the government can't interfere with them. See, that's the difference that they won't teach you. They'll tell you in school, well, these, these amendments give us these rights. No, they don't. They protect our rights, but we always had those rights from the moment we were born. Yeah. But they act as if the, you, know, you don't have those rights unless the government lets you. It's the exact opposite. We have those rights, and the government can't do shit about them. Yep. Because we won't let them. <laughs> but like you said, it's how they act about them uh -huh. that makes you think that you're powerless. Yes. When your employee starts acting like your boss and you let them, they become your boss. Yep. So that's what we've allowed the government to do is become the, the institution that runs our life, runs our country, runs our daily businesses. No, they, they're, they're supposed to be working for us every moment of every day, reporting to us, uh, accounting for every penny they spend. I mean, this is all what they should be doing, what they're supposed to be, what they used to do. 
uh-huh. we've been giving them a pass on this because people don't want to get involved. In the 50s, people were all up in the government's business. Where are you spending this money? What are you doing in this foreign country? Why do we have troops here? Yeah, that's true. Now nobody gives a shit. You tell your average teen that the United States has military bases all over the world, and they're like, oh, okay, I don't care. They never knew it, and now they don't care about it. Of course, they're paying for them in their taxes, mm-hmm. but they don't make that connection. It's, it, it blows my mind that the government, that the people of this country are willing to let the government dictate to them. And then at the same time, we're so free. We have all these freedoms. Ugh, you're letting the government take them away. And I have actually people heard people say that our government gives us these freedoms. We have these freedoms because of our government. It's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so there's my government rant. Of course, you have to understand, I worked for the federal government for 32 years. Well, yeah, you have great experience about (laughs) how stupid they are and about how they do things and how manipulative they Uh, are and how they do everything. And I love love, uh, documentaries about history, and I I pay attention to how things used to be 100 years ago. Uh And Oh, uh, by the way, Hmm. I'm going to start work on, I need to get some information from you, I'm going to start work the preliminary outline of your grandfather and the okay. history involved in it. Okay. I would like to do like a special. I think that uh, would be good. Alone. Yeah, yeah. Like our storm special. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which got a lot of hits. Just the, just you with the ambient noises and describing where you're mm-hmm. at, what you're doing, got a lot of hits. That was that, nice. Yeah, that was it was very good. I loved it. I enjoyed it a lot. So for those who may not be you know, caught up, my, my grandfather, Lewis Webster Shame on Kinder, you. Yeah, shame on you. Go listen to some episodes. You're a bad person if you don't listen <laughs> all the time. Go ahead. Um, in my, in uh, 1934, my grandfather, Lewis Webster Kimner, was shot and killed during a daylight robbery uh, here in Kansas City. Is your son named after him? Yes. Okay, cool. Anyhow, um, my ahead. brother has a son named Webster. I have a son named Lewis. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. My oldest brother, Mark, his middle name is Lewis. So, yeah, we... Hey, he got his family. already. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, at the time, it was the largest uh, amount of money ever stolen during a robbery, and it created a national stir because organized crime was involved behind it. Uh, one of the Savella brothers was in the car. Um, Carl. And, yeah, Carl yeah. Savella. And uh, Kansas City was supposed to be a place where the mob didn't conduct business. They used it like, you know, bail, like a ski resort, someplace to go and relax and hang out. Bullshit. It it caused national news in 1934, and it was a big deal. And as I've learned, there there was a ripple effect through organized crime directly caused by the murder of my grandfather. Wow. Yeah. So that one decision that they made to not just rob him but to kill him, uh, it wound up killing a lot of other people in organized crime oh, wow. as retaliation, cover-up, payback, etc., etc. So, yeah, we'll, we'll need to get into this. I had no idea. Now, my grandfather wasn't exactly an important person. He was just a courier. Yeah. And, and But the thing is, is they didn't have to kill him. No. There's a lot of things they didn't have to do. They had the money. Derek, he was giving up the money, and they shot him anyway. Yeah, that's that's fucked. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a code of ethics, you know, yeah. among criminals anyhow. I mean, if they just bonked him on the head and stolen the money, that you know, that still would have caused a big uproar among organized crime because you just but didn't do that. But not nearly as much City, as killing him and putting yeah. the heat on him, mm-hmm. because like you said, they're used at the time, not later. 
at the time they were using this as a go relax. Yeah. Later on, this became the hotbed, if not the mm-hmm. hotbed of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, there's the bigger guys, but as far as anything goes and the outreach and everything that went on, everything went through Kansas City to a certain extent. Yeah, if you watch the movie Casino. We have uh, um, we had some very influential a, and important people here as yeah. our home base. Actually, one of the home bases, the trap, is the name of it, or was the name of it, is right down the road from here, not even a mile away, probably wow. about a quarter mile away. And the thing that really gets me is, is, it's just sitting there. Nothing is done with it. It's just mm. like someone owns it, and that's it's, it. It's an amazing piece of history. It is. I yeah. mean, I don't know why someone doesn't build something there. Yeah. Or all the sites of all the bombings during the 70s in the River Key District. Well, there's the so many of them, you'd have to have a plaque everywhere. Right well, yeah, there. I think that'd be cool to have you know, plaques be. everywhere where the bombings were and you then do a tour. You know my theory on that? I've thought of that. Well, they do do tours. Oh. It, I think it's called KCMobTours.com. Oh, something. yeah, you can go down to Union Station, see the bullet holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that. The Union Station doesn't want you to go out and look at the bullet holes. No, they won't tell you that's about not it. family friendly. No, 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 they won't tell you that, but someone that knows her there uh-huh. and knows where it happened, they'll show you. Yeah. But there are so many car bombings here and so many different little uh, wars going on among yeah. themselves. I mean, River Key, which is right here, basically where we're at, the river market area, mm-hmm. uh, it happened every day. Yeah. Yeah. I remember and, that when during, a, a, I was like 13. Uh-huh or so, just barely a teenager, is every every week there was another bombing, you know, a car blown up, a business bill blown up. I remember you used up. to ask my dad, why are people blowing shit up? And he's like, nah, you know what, never mind. I asked my mom. Because I lived here in Northeast. I mean, yeah. this is Northeast District. I, I lived here, and that's where a lot of them lived at anyhow, so they're like people that we knew up the road and stuff. So, yeah. you know, my dad kind of discouraged me from really, you know, wanting to know what happened. I asked my mom what was going on. She said, oh, just, you know, they're gangs that are fighting. And to me, gangs fighting meant, you know... Kids. Kids, teenagers, you know, the sharks and the jets from West Side Story. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. You Aren't know? they going to eventually dance and quit shooting? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I knew uh, what the mafia not. was. Because, yeah. you know, Godfather came out in, what, 72? That was a couple years earlier. Yeah, that's true. And there true. was a big uproar. I mean, one of the most brilliant things the studio ever did when they released The Godfather is they sent it out to some theaters and they uh, they floated the story that some mob figure had bought up all the tickets for oh, the shooting yeah. and yes. one person showed up to watch it to pass judgment on it. That didn't happen. No. That was a story put out by the, uh, by the movie studio to promote the movie and it worked. I mean, people flooded to see that movie after thinking, ooh, the mob doesn't want us to see this movie. Let's go. (laughs) So I knew what the mob was, but my mom still wouldn't tell me, well, this is a mafia war. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's certain things that they probably don't want you to know as a kid. Yeah. They're kind of shielding you. And part of mine was like, look, we live next to these people. Yeah. They just lived up on the hill, and we lived Mm -hmm. down. We didn't have as much money, of course, so... You know, and then a lot of theirs, you couldn't tell they had money anyhow because they could not justify it. They would live simply, yeah. Yeah, because they have fruit stands or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um... Olive anyhow, oil importing. Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just bullshit titles yeah. to actually make a living because they didn't want to work. That's why they're doing this stuff. 
Well, as so, I was, um, was mentioning before, if you watch the movie Casino, there's a scene in there where they talk about the guys who are skimming off the casinos mm-hmm. in Vegas come back to this one deli in Kansas City where the mob bosses gather and they split the money up. That's That part's real. That part really did happen. You know, they changed the names, but that that really was that the deli, case. That deli, I believe, is a trap I'm talking about. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it was, uh, um, was it Nick uh, or Anthony? Maybe Anthony. Uh, one of the Savellas. Mm-hmm. That was their spot. That was yeah. their place. And um, they conducted business like that there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyhow, and eventually uh, the, mob, the FBI bugged the place. <laughs> well, and that was over the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, because uh, was it Anthony or well, it was Nick them, Savella. Ran it was the Nick. Book. Okay, Nick Savella ran the book. Yeah, and the money started going the other way. He freaked out so bad because mm-hmm. everyone didn't. Nobody thought that Len Dawson was going to play. Yeah. So the money, as soon as they found out that he was going to play, the money started going the other way. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he would stand and lose everything. Yeah. So he started calling personally on his phone, calling people. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the ways they caught him with some other stuff, too. But that was a big yeah. way they caught him. And that was the controversy that was going to hold Lynn Dawson out of Super Bowl Four against yes. the Vikings is because of the, the alleged involvement with organized crime. Which but it was real- Nick Savella you know, calling around the team and everybody trying to get inside information. Yeah, you know, well, Dawson, Lynn Dawson didn't have had to do nothing to do with no. it. Yeah. But and, and why would he? It, you know, it would have been to Nick Savella's advantage to raise so much suspicion that they would have held Dawson out. Yeah, that, and yeah, and I'm sure the Vikings were taking that stance too. Yeah, I'm sure they were like, "Hey, this guy's mobbed up. Don't yep. let him." In. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Anyhow, to cap this off, and since we're talking about football, we can go into our predictions this week. Oh, excellent uh, idea. Okay, but yes. let me cap this off. Mm-hmm. What was going to happen here, just on the other side of the River Market area where we broadcast from most of the time, mm-hmm. is this: there's going to be this section that rivaled the French Quarter called the River Key. Q-U-A-Y. Yeah. The French spelling. Yeah. There's going to be a series of bars and restaurants and what have you, like the French Quarter. Yeah. It was going to be a direct rival because we were a jazz city. We're a sister city to New Orleans. And we're also big blues. Big blues city. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. many similarities. You know, we're on the Missouri River. They're on the Mississippi. But there's many similarities between mm. us, including a lot of the players yeah. uh, of us in New Orleans. So they were quite simply going to make it New Orleans North. Mm-hmm. But they were so busy blowing each other up and having little M-words. It never happened because they're yeah. too busy trying to kill each other and killing each other. So And you know what's our they poisoned the water in Kansas City against that kind of entertainment district that it took until the the power and light district to uh, to break through. Yeah. And, and, and what is that? 40 almost 50 years later. 40 years later. 40 years later cuz that was K Barnes area which mm-hmm. you got the Sprint Center in at the time. Yeah. And uh, and then the power and light came in with the Sprint Center. Which was great ideas because it is a an attraction. Like during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. every time when Kansas City got ahead, what did they show? Power Light District. Power Light District. Yeah. It was a way to get people back downtown to party and spend money. Yeah. Before, where they've been, the Plaza, Westport. Yeah, the Plaza doesn't want it. Westport's too crimed up. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you want to get shot, go to Westport. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that place is that place is a fucking Just pit anymore. Way too much booze. If way too much money. sexual tension and everybody's got a gun. Yeah, and uh, the wrong element has been there for quite a while. Yeah. So, but uh, what was I going to say? Um, um, yeah, but the, the 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 river key idea 
came to be uh, associated with bombings and death and violence. Yeah, so it was, it was a great would, idea, yeah. but after all that happened, nobody wanted to come up here. No. People were afraid to. You're going to walk out on the road and maybe get shot because they thought you are somebody else. Or So Johnson fire. County started doing that. You know, Johnson County was offering entertainment districts before Kansas City proper yes. did because Kansas City proper was still burned from the Savella brothers. Yes. So <laughs> finally they decided, okay, we can do it now. We can do it now. <laughs> all and these mob guys did. are dead. And now finally <laughs> since then it's been a great thing for Kansas City since yeah. they did that downtown because now they can uh, um, they expanded. You know, they did the crossroads and revitalized the River Market District where we broadcast from. This place is really sharply going downhill progressively. Yeah. And now it's revitalized. It's bustling. People are here. There's there's businesses all over. People are coming here. It's a destination. It's out there at KCI Airport, everywhere. Visit the River Market. I mean, when it used to be, no one wanted to come here. Yeah, it was it was it was considered seedy and yeah. like homeless and bums and drunks were down here to yeah. use the, the insulting terms. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it used to be called bums and hobos. Now we were like, well, most of them are homeless. With, with Some of them have mental problems. And a lot of them have drinking Every problems. And then you catch one of them washing their asshole in the sink. But yeah. other than that, it's pretty good. So. Oh, my God. I remember in, uh, this would about 1983 or 84, uh-huh. a couple of friends of mine were getting married. And they were, uh, they were like holdovers from the flower power, flower oh, child era. Okay. So they wanted to get married down at Swope Park in the Rose Garden. Uh, not Swope Park, Loose Park. Loose Park, yeah. Uh, Loose Park is just south of the plaza. Uh, Loose was the name of, uh, I think, a judge. The Swope was a judge. I can't remember what, who Loose was. But anyway, it's a nice park, got a beautiful, large rose garden. Uh-huh. That's where they wanted to have the wedding. As we all show up for the wedding, and here's a homeless guy standing in the middle of the big fountain taking a bath. <laughs> Stripped down to his dirty, tidy whiteies, which aren't white anymore. <laughs> He's in there with a bar of soap in this fountain taking a bath, and we're all setting up for a wedding. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and I, I looked at the, the, the couple that were getting married, and they're so, you know, communal love and accepting and everything. I thought, well, they ought to be okay with this. <laughs> they better not be upset about this, because that flies in the face of their whole uh, lifestyle. But <laughs> they did look disappointed. Yeah, I'm sure they were. They're like, oh, my God. Didn't they give him a hug? I don't think they, they didn't invite him to stay for the wedding either. I'm disappointed in those hippies. Yeah. yeah. I remember the bride was barefoot and she didn't shave anything. Oh. So she had these you know, big dark hairy legs. And... Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. All right. On that note, stay tuned for NFL predictions of the wild card weekend coming up here in like an hour. No, we're not using them. Go ahead. Two douchebags. One microphone. I'm Mark. I'm Topher. Anyhow, we promised, as forepromised, the NFL predictions for Wild Card Weekend. Yep. And it's going to be fun if you're listening to this after the games have been played. Oh, they you, will. Can, you can call us morons. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Is so people go, gosh, you're stupid. Yeah. That's so, always a good time. Yeah, it is. Good times. Good times. 
Yeah, people might listen just to find out how stupid we are. That is kind of fun because I saw a thing the other day of you know, NFL predictions from before the season started and then they're <laughs> playing them now that the season has ended. Oh, the, one of the funniest ones is Ed, practically all of the talking heads uh-huh. had the Chiefs finish second in their division. I had I saw a number of them saying the Chiefs wouldn't even make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, I did see that too, yeah. yeah. Every other team has, has, has taken a step forward and the Chiefs have taken a step back. They lost Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes has 5,278 yards uh-huh. and over 40 touchdown passes again uh-huh. without Hill. And let's see, we've won more games than anyone else in the AFC. Yes. Especially since two teams and, decided not to play a game. tied with the NFC, yeah. <laughs> and tied with the NFC. Yep. Which would be uh, the... Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. So... Anyhow, yeah, it's funny reading these predictions now and how yeah. idiotic they are and how people, once again, I go back to the counter-programmers. Uh-huh. The people that went against the Chiefs are counter-programmers. I'm yeah. sure they didn't even really believe that the Chiefs are going to That's like, what they, I'm saying. I don't wa- think they did. They just wanted to say it so they'd be cool in case it didn't happen. Yeah, they go, oh, I don't believe that they're as good yeah. as they used to be. Uh, yeah. Mahomes obviously lost a little bit of his arm strength. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Kelsey's another year older, and uh, they're... Uh, you know, whatever the fuck they can come up yeah. with, whatever they can pull out of their ass you just know, to make them sound. Somebody could stand here and say, Jesus will reappear on this spot in exactly five seconds. Oh, yeah. And if it doesn't happen, everyone ignores him. If it does happen, that guy has instant credibility. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the LDS church in Independence mm-hmm. where they have that big uh, spike, that big steeple. Uh-huh. And they say that that's where the foot of Jesus is going to land when yeah, he comes back that to that exact earth. spot. Isn't that going to piss him off? You're going to step on that real spot. Bikey point. He's going to go, who the hell did that? Uh-huh. Oh, that was the LDS down there. Yeah. <laughs> they got a real nice organ in that bring, uh, place. Bring but... them to me right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a huge band-aid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, NFL predictions. All right. First douchebaggery. Hey, you want to ride this? Go. Where's the douchebags? Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. All the stuff is right there for your ears and eye holes. Let's hope they don't got chumps. It's all yours. Man, that smells. Douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. 